Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other. So you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. You can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Hi, everybody. This is Katya and I'm here with Laurie Left Valencia. Laurie is a distinguished executive with over 20 years of experience in global sales leadership and a strategic partnership, known for her expertise in business development, revenue generation, and marketing. She has a proven track record of generating over $100 million in new revenue and has been instrumental in various roles with major brands like Fila, BCBG, WGSN, and Jor. Lori excels in identifying market trends and forming strategic alliances, consistently driving remarkable growth and success. Her focus lies in refining go-to-market strategies, improving sales protocols, and forging impactful partnerships. My God, Lori, how, how impressive. Just an amazing background. So nice to to talk to such an impressive professional. I love that. And I want to learn a lot from you. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yes. So tell me how, how, how this, how did you become who you are? <laughs> Where did you grow up? Where did you go to go to school? What shaped the choices you made? What influences your career? Okay. Well, we, I think we only have 20 minutes, so I'll try to make, I'll make that long story as short as I can, but let's see. So I'm, predominantly a New Yorker. I grew up in a really cute beach town in South Jersey, but my career started, I always wanted to be a fashion designer. So I actually went to school for fashion design. I had a deal with my parents because they wanted me to go to a university. And I'm like, I'll go to a university that has fashion design. And then I'm going to go to New York, right? And be a fashion designer. And I did. And I loved it. And I kind of see my career in it feels like two halves, if you will. So the first part of my career, I was a fashion designer and really grew up in that industry. And I worked for a tough guy. I I loved him ultimately, but he really respected design. Like he, unlike most people, because he respected it so much, we, I ran the division. Usually sales runs like a, a division, a designer is separate, but it gave me really a lot of exposure very young in my career. Like I did I traveled, I went to the factories, I ran the sample room, I learned about costing. So I really learned so much about the industry and loved it for a long time. You know, that's where all those labels got dropped, you know, Fila, BCBG, a lot of great companies, mostly on the design side. But then because creating product, all I ever wanted was people to wear the product, right? Like love my products. And I'm passionate about that. So I got the opportunity to then kind of pitch all of that to the buyers. And then when I was at Fila and I was excited about, hey, why don't we sell to gyms? You know, because they, I happened to be a fitness instructor at the time. Yeah, I was a spinning instructor. And everyone asked me what I wore all the time, you know? Nice. Trendsetter. So I was like, Hey, we have a lot of influence. I was an influencer way before there was influencers. You know, so I went to Fila, I went to my boss and I'm like, hey, you know, 
why don't we outfit them? Because when you become an instructor, you have to buy this ugly polo shirt and you have to wear the colors of the gym. And they're kind of ugly. What if we outfitted them? And then, you know, so I became strategic partnerships and grassroots marketing because I had this idea, this passionate idea to go sell these clubs, if you will. And it was incredibly successful, right? Like just because there were so, you know, I did it at Chelsea Piers because I worked there. And then I went to the biggest chain, 24-hour fitness on the West Coast and like outfitted everybody. So it was like a million dollar, you know, deal from the start. So strangely enough, that kind of started segueing my career more into the sales side, but I never thought of myself as a salesperson. Like I didn't want to do sales. You know, this was the creative programs that just happened to make a lot of money. And I think at the core of what I love to do, it's still that. Like I love creative programs or creative technologies that drive business. So I did that. And then where it completely switched for me, like, so that's kind of on the sales side. It was kind of on the marketing side. And then my parents got sick. I had this kind of personal time where, you know, they passed away and I took time off. I had my daughter and when I was getting ready to come back to work, you know, thinking like, okay, it's time, you know, it's nice. Let me go back to work. I opened up LinkedIn and there was a job, you know, when people reach out to you and they're like, hey, it sounded like the most amazing job, you know, like SVP of business development and partnerships for a technology company, but it was seven months earlier. And I'm like, damn, you know, so I reached out anyway. And I said, I'm sure you've placed this job, but it sounds amazing if anything else comes around. And lo and behold, she reaches out. They hadn't. It turned out to be like a great fit. And from that moment forward, I just fell in love with technology. You know, as as you know, sitting and doing what you do, I had gone from this very, hey, look at the clothes. Hey, would you like to buy it? Yes. Put it in a store to like, direct to consumer and how quickly that whole process, you know, went. So I just gobbled up, you know, I think I just glued myself to the CMO and I'm like, tell me everything, you know, like I learned so much about tech so quickly, but my role was strategic partnerships and getting the brands to come aboard the platform for this direct to consumer um, product. And it was all around fit technology, which we're still trying to solve for today. So that's that's why there's so many things in that intro that I'm done. Because the first half was like all on the brand side and developing product. And the second half ever since has either been straight up leading revenue. Like I'm a chief revenue officer now. And I've been of sales for SaaS, marketplace. You know, I like to say innovative tech. Do you miss the fashion side? Great question. I still feel like I'm in it because most of the roles that I get and I'm excited about leverage the two. So I'm working on technology that's either selling to the fashion industry or the luxury industry or the related beauty and jewelry, you know, all of that. So I feel like I still have my fingers in it somewhat, but I don't, I like this side. I, I do at times, you know, but part of the reason I was happy to leave it is it's, it's not the glamour everyone thinks it is. You know, if I could just design, 
yeah, that would be great. But you know, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, it does it. I mean, it sounds to me like there are some parallels between you creating fashion and creating partnerships and businesses and avenues in the you know in the technology world. Would you say that's true? On the creative side of it, I think that really informs projects that I'm happy with. When I spoke about like that feeler project, that was one of the most exciting, you know, times, but it was because it was an idea. And then we went and executed on that idea. And I think that when I'm able to think, okay, how can we solve this? Like, what are we not seeing? What else could we do? That is when I get the most excited. So I think I get very bored if it's one dimensional, but roles that allow you to kind of figure it out are the things that excite me the most. That's awesome. Did you have any influence in your early days to pick uh, this career path? Or is it something that you just loved and wanted to, to pursue? Design or after? Or the whole journey? Both. Maybe both. Yeah, the whole journey. Yeah, but you had a pivot, so you must have, you know, a sense of... People have asked me, you know, and I think if we look at our colleagues in the collab, right, there's a lot of people in the fashion industry and creative part. So many times people have said, oh my God, how did you, you know, you're the chief revenue officer for a tech company. How did you do that? And I really think I got extremely lucky. You know, I think I do believe in karma and serendipity and being led kind of. And there have been times when I've looked back and said, should I have been more strategic about, you know, the direction that I've gone? Should I have been more aggressive and say, I should go do that? But for me, I think I roles, you know, have been presented. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds really interesting. Let's go do that. I do network a great deal and I do love people. So there's this constant, you know, a meeting of people or I try to be really helpful. So I think I have a wide universe that allows those things to happen. You know, it's not like I sit in a bubble and then, you know, someone reaches out and says, here, here's a great opportunity. But if literally the story I just told you about, you know, it being in my inbox for LinkedIn, you know, I read that and then I went after it. I think that's it. Like, I think life sometimes gives you clues and then you have to go after it really hard and validate why you're the person they should give that chance to. And then once you get that chance, you know, there's a lot you have to learn and there's a lot you have to do, but I'm pretty high energy. So, yeah. No. Do you see yourself Making another pivot at any point in your career? Very interesting question. Yes, I do probably. I mean, at the moment, so I'm chief revenue officer at LuxLock, but I've also have my own company on the side, Lifestyle 365, where I can take on clients if they're interesting. And right now it's both of them. They're very, you know, the two people that I'm working with right now, very different products, but they're also the, the thing that's in common is, is it innovative? Will it deliver revenue for my clients or, you know, the, the market they're trying to serve? And it's in that space, right? So at the moment, I really enjoy that. 
But one day I want my own brand. I really have always wanted my own brand. So maybe one day down the road, you know, there'll be that opportunity to bring some of these ideas I'm super passionate about to market. That is amazing. Yeah. I need Bitcoin to really happen before that can happen. But one day, maybe. Okay, well, let's just speak about maybe not much of a pivot, but is there anything else, you know, cooking up for you that you might, you know, you're excited about? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a project that I'm talking to somebody about right now that I think is really interesting. So because I'm in fashion mostly, again, I say fashion, but it's related. It's jewelry. It's all the fun stuff, beauty, jewelry, all the, the products that we love. And I've talked about what is important. You know, it's been a pretty volatile time in the market, right? I think we've all noticed that it's been a weird couple of years since COVID and it's been weird ever since too. What matters? Like what will move the needle for you? What are you going to spend your budget on? Like budgets get pulled back. You know, people are scared to make decisions because, you know, the economy seems scary. And a lot of the brands that I've spoken to really want additional distribution channels. They're like, you know, we want to do more with less. Like, how do we grow our business? We're not really, you know, super excited to take too many risks. Like, how do I do that? And I'm talking to a company that I think is very, very smart and it enables marketplaces. So again, it would be working between the brand and retail side, helping brands connect to marketplaces and helping marketplaces get the data they need from brands in a really streamlined way. So it's streamlining data. There's you know a big AI component to it as well, which everyone's buzzword, but it really can help. You know things really go fast. So that's something everyone wants. They want to go faster. They want to make more money with less with less money. I mean spending less. Spending less exactly. How can we save time? How can we save money? And then how can we make more money? So, you know, it checks the boxes of the things that get me excited. That's awesome. I'm actually curious because you are one, you know, we, I believe we participated in a, in a webinar this week and we had a couple of consulting professionals there. So how long have you had your consultant business and what made you start? Again, I'm just like kind of led into things. It's, I started probably before I pivoted into you know, when I was home with my daughter, you know, that period of time when my parents were sick and I just needed something to work on. So I'm like, I'll just start my own consultancy and like take things on. So I kind of opened it up and I quieted it down. And, you know, having having that business allows me to kind of amplify it when I, I want to and sunset it a bit when I don't. So I probably started it back in 2009. But this past year has been, I'm also a chief member, you know, in addition to the lab. And, you know, there we have power women just like pushing us all the time. My core group is like forever being like, do more, do more. So I'm like, yeah, why can't I do more? Let's, let's kind of, you know, put it out there because it's, as you and I spoke about this personally before, it's exciting to constantly grow. It's exciting to take on things that are different. You know, I, I don't know whether it's just my nature. It's a lot of people's nature. You know, it's pretty boring to do the same thing all the time. So I think having your own 
you know, after so many years, you do gather some experience, you know, so I do have a lot of experience. I have a really great network. You know, I've learned some things along the way and, you know, consulting allows people to take advantage of that. Like fractional is a big word right now. And, you know, it's really helpful for businesses to be able to get some real firepower into their business without, you know, having to hire someone and retain them. Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. So looking at the career and, you know, how things happen for you, would you do anything differently? Would you map that out a little differently? If you didn't have that opportunity to land in your inbox, you know, seven months and stay there for seven months, what did you think would have happened? Two things I probably look at, and it's easy, right? Hindsight's a lot easier, but at the time it would have been insane to me. Like I, I'm telling my oldest daughter, I, I wish I would have taken some business and finance classes really early. I wish I would have probably taken some marketing ones because I love marketing, but you learn so much, you know, on the career anyway. So maybe I would have done different. And this is, a, this is, not even professional, but it's kind of professional. I wish I would have had my my children earlier. So I put off, you know, I was so devoted to my job, you know, always, always, that I put that off forever. And now having my children, oh my God, I wish I would have started 10 years earlier. So if there are any women out there thinking, oh, you know, I'll just, I'll do that later. Maybe don't do it later. You could do it all. Just do it earlier. I know. Well, I can you know, I know this is about you, but I know I know about that because I'm a, a late mother too, and I did I do wish <laughs> I had had my my kiddo probably ten years earlier. That's for sure. <laughs> that is very very true. Uh, I do like I think that it's so meaningful for the younger professionals to be on the lookout. Right, we are here. We've been where you are. You know, so we can tell you a little bit more of perspective of where things things could happen for the younger professionals. What would you tell your your younger self, aside from the, the kiddos, having kiddos earlier? You know, just worry less. You know, like, it will be fine. You know, it will all be fine. And the things that seem like a disaster or a failure or those periods in between when you're scared, you know, it won't matter. And it, it could be the best thing that ever happened to you. So I think the advice would be, be brave, you know, have fun and just don't worry as much because it's all good. Yeah. You know, be, be in a moment, right? Yeah. Yeah. And no, I agree with that too, because I did spend probably my twenties completely worried about, am I going to have a job? I don't know. Probably worrying for no reason. This is one that too, I just did recently and maybe keep a personal CRM. Like I have met so many amazing people and I'll be like, you know, you'll be working for a company and you'll put it, all those contacts in their CRM and then you'll move on and you'll be like, oh, who's that amazing person? I love them. I want to get in touch with them. Like we have LinkedIn and that's helpful, but maybe keep a personal CRM. No, I think that's actually outstanding advice because that is something that I did not do and I kill myself for it every time. Well, we can always start today, right? Yes, yes, I am. I, exactly. I'm doing a couple of crucial things a little late in life. So yes, <laughs> it definitely pays off to do it a little earlier. Any any final thoughts you like to share about you, your experience, your amazing career? What's next? You're so sweet. 
No, I think we covered, you know, who knows what's next? Like, you know, I can plan anything and who knows, you know, so I'm just ready to embrace 2024, you know, with serendipity and, you know, hope. And I'm just super excited to be a part of this community. Collab has been amazing. Christy's amazing. You're amazing. What a great group of people. So I'm really excited that my friend introduced me and I'm a part of this group and let's see what 2024 has to bring. Thank you so much for this. I know. Yes. Thank you. I guess for everybody listening, happy, you know, happy holidays and a fabulous 2024. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.